Welcome, everybody, to oh episode God, number 263. Ooh, that was a good one, wasn't it? It was a good pop there. <laughs> what was that? It was, a, it was a hard W, hard welcome. Is that, is that a thing? Can you have a hard W? I don't even know. Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the 263rd episode of the Barrel Proof Podcast. I'm your host again, uh, Taylor Sorrells. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Patrick Ar- Arkenberg is pressing buttons. He's got a microphone tonight. Turning now. Uh, and Ty Smith is back. I'm He's back, baby. Welcome, Footlers. Sorry, I was uh, gone last week. I missed the ultras. You did. Would have loved well, to have the, been there for at that least one. one ultra. All the yeah. ultras. Half of the ultras. Yeah. There's probably several, but he's the, he's the one everybody talks about. So yeah. But you know, I love talking talking Louisville City and racing, so I'm going to come whenever I can. That's right. Uh, well, there's there's plenty to talk about. We've got a we got a recap of a game that I didn't see, so I'm going to rely heavily on you and Patrick to tell me about the Birmingham game. We can uh, preview our upcoming match on Saturday night. The racing's. Uh, regular season home opener against Kansas City. Uh, and then I've got a lot of ass barrel proof. I told Patrick, a lot of folks actually responded this week. They, they're hungry. Oh, for awesome. Insight, which we, we have very little of, but yeah. we're going to offer it anyway. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I missed the game last weekend. I was at soccer tournament in E-Town with all of our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a wedding in Lexington during the game. My cousin got married, and that was really fun. And I wouldn't have remembered the game if I tried to watch it uh, had I attempted to, and I didn't. It was awesome, uh, so I don't regret that particular decision and have ze- have had zero chance uh, since that time to watch a replay. Um, I did see Benton's write-up, which is very good, on VamosMorados.com. If you haven't checked it out, do that. Uh, and saw his uh, post-game uh, you know, Twitter feed thing that he does. Uh, and I looked at the numbers, and it looked like a game that statistically we dominated but just couldn't generate very good chances and didn't score any. Uh, and Birmingham kind of became the team that we thought they were maybe going into the season, which is a team that had done a lot of work, built up a good defense, which they've reported, reputedly had anyway, uh, and, you know, took advantage of a, of a penalty that was probably a penalty uh, that, you know, you guys will, can inform me about because, like I said, I didn't see the game. Uh, we only scored one goal. Pat, was, it was very well executed corner kick, really yeah. well done, and Pat got to the end of it. First goal in a couple of years. Awesome for Pat. Uh, Hopeno got subbed out a little early, it looked like, uh, which I was, am interested to understand that. Uh, and otherwise, you know, game over probably a little bit frustrated. It's, it's a draw that feels like a loss to me, but you guys fill me in. I, I think that sums it up pretty well, a draw that feels like a loss. It really did feel like a gut punch at the stadium and during the game just because it did feel like we controlled the game. You look at the possession stats, obviously we controlled the ball. Um, and we had a lot going forward. Um, you know, Jonathan Gomez was one of the storylines coming out of the game because he really did yeah, have a great game. Yeah, he had a game. lot of accolades, yeah. Had a, lot, had a lot going down that left wing, got in behind, which was awesome to see, played good defense. Um, so both sides of the pitch, I thought he looked really, really strong, just just lacking that final touch. And it was that final touch the whole game because other we had Akil Watts on the right, marauding on the right side, Interesting. Okay. which was really neat, I thought, to see as well. I had not seen him play on the right wing. But he was getting forward, and we had we had a lot of uh, intrusions, you know, into the area that looked dangerous, but then just not that final ball. And of course, we know this. You know, the longer we go without adding that second goal, yeah, the more the the more like yeah. the, the more likely it is, obviously, that we're going to end up where we were, giving them an opportunity. Which really that penalty, and the reason it hurt so much was because they really didn't have much going forward. I yeah. mean, they did not have 
a great opportunity all game long. I mean, maybe one shot on goal. I think uh, Chris had a had a pretty nice save in the first half. I don't know. I um, still think there were a couple minutes there where Birmingham kind of looked the better team. And I mean, I, I guess yeah. better team is kind of a strong statement. But they, I, I do think they had, they did create some good chances. I, I mean, I, I didn't feel threatened that much, honestly, throughout the game. Um, but no, I'll give you that. I mean, they they we didn't outshoot them sixteen to four like Indianapolis did to. Uh, Tulsa, despite right. losing two to nothing, <laughs> it was still um, fifteen to eight. I mean, that's, yeah, but I mean, we it was five shots on goal right. two and all that. You know, it's uh, you know, I, I, you know, Danny Cruz was on the USL show earlier this week, and I listened to that interview this morning, and uh, he said, you know, he wasn't disappointed in the effort that we gave, just couldn't finish the final ball, and I kind of, and, and also, you know, as games go on, like we're talking about, we become more and more vulnerable to counter attack, counter attack because we want to press forward and get that second goal. Yeah. Um, that's not why we, you know, drew the game. We definitely didn't give up a counterattack goal. Well, I don't know how the penalty happened, so you all can correct me if I'm wrong it, there. It was a counterattack move, and we were out of position, okay. and they, well, they got in behind. Go. And, um, you know, Pat came back and made a great um, run back to get there, obviously left his feet, and I think his, it's a soft, soft penalty. I think his stud which, grazed his shin guard. Right. Like, That's what my son said. He thought it was ridiculous. And, it was you know, a little bit. My son is giving it hyperbole. But, I mean, I know. guess technically it's a foul because there might have been contact. It it looked like maybe on the shin guard. But the guy dropped, Nico Brett, yeah. dropped like a sack of potatoes. He obviously took the opportunity, late, yeah. You know, taking advantage of Pat's loss of control of his, of his body, which obviously we put ourselves in that position for the rep to – have to make a call, yeah. right. right? I guess it would be the and I think te- the, the technically correct view of it, but it was soft. And and Nico, I got, I have to say, I'm not not happy with the fellow because if you all recall, back when he was at Pittsburgh, we were up 2-0 up there one one year. It was like I mean, it must have been the 2017 season 17. potentially, if I'm remembering correctly. And Oscar kind of got in behind him. Um, and he sold a penalty up there in Pittsburgh. Do you do all remember, remember this? I do remember that, yeah. And so now he's on my, you know what, list shit, you can twice say shit, it's fine. for selling <laughs> selling PKs against us. And we tie, we ended up tying that game after going up 2 nothing. Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Oh, I, I was yeah. upset You remember that one? That. Yeah. yeah, that pissed me off. That was like real late in the game, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do remember that. It really put a rain on our parade. Um, and then, of course, we got to break down this whole, you know, penalty second situation. try mulligan penalty kick which has, in my recollection, has never been called in a Louisville City match in no. our history. It, now, you remember, though, when they first changed that rule, I, was it the Women's World Cup, where they called back, like, five penalties in the in the group stages of that of the Jeez. World Cup, the last Women's World Cup. I remember that because they all of a sudden became either a point of emphasis or they changed the rule where you couldn't come off the line before the ball was kicked. Hmm. So it's a rule. It's been a rule. And, I, you know, I think a lot of folks have gone back and diagnosed the video on Twitter, and it sounds like, Hubbard came off the line. He Obviously, did. they had a guy come off their line, too, coming off the line too. But that's one of those, you know, tie goes to the runner type situations. Right. I mean, Hubbard did come off the line. But it was, was a great the, save. Though. It was on the second PK that apparently there's the footage of an encroachment by the offensive player. Yeah. Is my understanding, right, which negates the second penalty. But it is it, it here's is. my take on that. I mean, one, first of all, it's never called, ever yeah. called. Second of all, it's split second. I mean, you can microfiche that video and, and kids. For those of you who don't know what microfiche is, back before we had <laughs> you know like Photoshop, you could re- you had to look at film 
in a library and a weird-looking machine with a knob, and that's what that is. Anyway, go well, ahead, Well, that's basically what you have to do to get to the precise moment that you want to look at to determine whether the the uh, you know the, whether he's kicked, he struck the ball or not. His foot's back. Yeah. I mean, it's so split second that that's the reason it's never called. It's bang bang. Yeah. And no, if I the agree keeper that. is, and we don't have VAR. VAR no, and that's so. a v, that's the thing. That's a VAR call. Really, in the premiership or something? I mean, that's not called on the field by the linesman. In it just does it doesn't happen, and it's so split second. We're talking about nanoseconds here. It's not. Like, it wasn't as obvious as it for me. It has to be to make that call. But you all, you all, correct me if you oh, think I didn't see it, so I can't say. Patrick, I know has strong feelings about this. I um, I mean, he did come off the line. I mean, when you do go back and watch the replay, he did come off his line. So the call was correct either way. Is it atypical to see the call? Technically yes. correct is the best kind of correct. Is it, though? No, it's Not worst. when it's against it's you. Um, but I, th- I think the gut punch there was it was a great save. Right. He had the second save, which was phenomenal, and then it was called back. Right. Like, right. And I think I think that's what hurt the Bulls. I, I, I don't, don't think he gained in an there, advantage maybe. by whatever movement happened as he was kicking it, let's be honest, as his leg is swinging. I mean, he's not – he hasn't jumped up during the run-up. And t- you know what I mean? Yeah. That that's the type of call that it, it just it's injecting a lot, a whole lot of referee discretion into the game, I which is and we're talking about nanoseconds. Right. I can't remember who it was that I said that I saw post on Twitter. I think it was, um, but like if they're going to start calling keepers for coming off the line, they shouldn't allow stutter steps. Like, because I feel like it's kind of like you're goading the keeper into coming off his line, thinking that he's. And listen, there's lots of technicalities that aren't, aren't called. I mean, you think about a corner kick, how much handsy, hugging, pulling stuff goes on on corner kicks, for example. Oh, yeah. I mean, there would be a penalty kick every corner kick, guys. Oh, there, there if would we're, be. If we're, if we're playing, by, you know, by you just rules. don't yeah. you, you don't apply the rules black and white like that. Yeah. And especially, and you don't try to apply them black and white in a gray area like the nanoseconds of a penalty kick. I mean, it just, so it, it's infuriating. Obviously, the home side is infuriated. I'm like, Paolo, I don't know what he said. I mean, or whoever, you know, we got <laughs> oh, three yellow the, cards. And the, the thumbs up was great. So it was just super frustrating, especially given that we should have had another goal. Really, really, I thought outplayed them and really lost an opportunity to beat them when they didn't have junior filmings. When they right. didn't have J.J. Williams out on red card, I think they were missing a defender as well. Like, so it's a good opportunity for us to take three against Birmingham at home. No, I, um, I 100% agree this is two points dropped. And that this is one of those deals where, you know, the objective observers say, you know, we our schedule, our home schedule is very much front-loaded. Towards the back end of the season, we have, like, no home games. So you have to make hay while the sun is shining. This is a game that we needed three points out of. Right. It's not make or break. But, you know, you don't want to look back at the season and say, man, if we only had those two points that we dropped against Birmingham in that stupid game. Yes, we were in a bit of a transition period. Don't get me wrong. It's like the, all is not, you know, there's, the, you know, it, lots going on here, right? Danny's first game in charge. He seemed, like I said, he seemed pretty pleased with the effort, not so much with the execution. And, uh, you know, part of me is like, oh, it's early in the season. Execution will come. But we've been on – we've been in preseason for three months. So I don't know if that, that, that excuse necessarily flies quite as much. Um, so, I, you know, like I said, I didn't see the game. I just saw the scoreline. I was, I was frankly disappointed. Um, the other thing I want to add on to that is um, I don't know if this is true or not. 
Uh, but I did read Benton's recap, like I said, and kind of saw what FotMob said. Said we played 4-4-2, which is I've never seen a Louisville City team play. Now, maybe that was a tactical decision to match what Birmingham was bringing, uh, but I didn't see it. I don't know what it, if it looked good, bad, or, or the other. So I want to hear what you guys had to, think, had to say about it, if, any, if anything. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, yeah, let's talk about Coach Cruz's debut. I mean, I, that, that, that also was a reason that we really wanted to get a win, right? To, yeah, to, of course. But he came out and I think did change things up a bit. I mean, we saw uh, Napo in the six, like that defensive midfield role, okay. um, which I liked. I really liked, I thought Akil did well on the right wing. Um, and then we had, uh, of course, Jonathan uh, running, running up and down the left wing. Because Oscar's hurt, um, which we'll get to all that, right? Yeah. And we got injuries, so that we that we found out about. Um, I think, and I think Antoine came out. Uh, coach mentioned in the press in the presser, kind of early too. Had a knock that needed to come out, right? Wasn't um, a knock. That's what he said. No, yeah. well, I didn't watch yeah. the presser. So he didn't feel great and needed to come out about about twenty to thirty minutes. Twenty six, I think it was. Um, but no, I. I'm not sure it was a classic four four two or what the you know the formation so fluid. You know, the, the, the things I noticed were Akeel out wide, Napo tucked in to that um, defensive midfield role, which I like both of those moves. I thought that those that played well. Uh, Corbin Bone had a great game, yeah. you know, made player uh, team of the week. Yeah, I saw that. And with his assist. And um, and so I, I think we did all the right things. It's just that final touch that obviously we talk about this every season, guys. I mean, it's normally in August that these, these breaks – start falling our way yeah you know so we're early on they yeah. usually don't fall our way right now going I mean, early. It's, it, it's usually later <laughs> on that we end up with the 10 game uh, unbeaten streak and everything starts playing which is great that's when we want but things this, to click. this august it's right. going to be all on the road so like i said it's not yeah oh shit don't have to be over that's uh, no good anyway uh <laughs> you know it, it's just one game and draws are going to happen and you know we've got we play this team three more freaking times so as long as right. we make up for it later on it shouldn't be a problem um, I was just interested to kind of see how, how it all pay, pay, uh, played out. Um, so, I guess if Cam's playing the number nine in this situation, who was kind of playing behind him? Was it was it Corbin? Corbin and Paolo. Uh, okay. Of course, Paolo's playing a more offensive role. Yeah. Which, you know. Um, so it's more like almost like more of a four-one-three-one or something like that. Well, and of course, and then uh, Brian came in for. Yeah, Antoine, yeah, yeah. And which, I heard he I heard he played well. So that which was, he guess, really did I bring guess some that energy. Was maybe our. Two forward, attack, two headed attack, maybe with Cam and Antoine slash Brian. Okay. Um, okay, that makes sense. So I can get behind that. And, and it's, Brian, it's, you know, it's yeah. not. I'm not saying it isn't worth a try because that right. you know Cam needs some service. He had, he barely touched the ball uh, in our first match, and so you know, I you know maybe that's just kind of a thought. Just, and I guess if you're going to play a team that's maybe playing on its heels a little bit, which Birmingham maybe may or may not have been that kind of team, you know, try something out, see if it works. You know, we didn't get too burned by it, but like I said, I still feel like it's a little bit – it's two points dropped. But uh, we, have two, we have two weeks uh, until our next game. This is a weird May. We have, like, two games basically the entire month. Well, three, really, but no, two. Anyway. More time uh, for racing. Yeah, but racing's coming up, and we'll, we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, our next match Brown. is, is – uh, I don't know who they are. It's fine. Um, <laughs> San Diego <laughs> we'll Lowell. Ah, that's right. Yeah. I am looking forward to that. There's they're starting a bit of a tailspin. battle, a little crossover game. This is this is new. I was excited to see them, and then they have not played well at all their first two matches. But we'll get into that a little bit a little bit more later. Uh, we have two more weeks for Danny to you know again continue to try and put a stamp on the team and move and move forward. Uh, we have we have a lot of injuries to deal with though. Oscar was on crutches, didn't wasn't in the 18. Uh, you don't know when he'll be back. 
Uh, apparently, Abdul Jam has a broke a fibula, which that's never good. Won't be back for quite some time. Gosh. That's and then Jorge Gonzalez has some kind of groin injury that required surgery also, which that sucks, man. I was really – he was probably my most – the signing I was most excited about this whole offseason just because I knew how much potential he had. Uh, and this is going to be a real chance for him to shine and prove himself and maybe show Portland that they don't know what they're missing. And then now he's, you know, basically going to be on and IR. He, for and a he's while. a he's a straight out striker, right? Well, he's um, more of a winger, but oh, he can play any. Okay. Of, he can play. He can play the nine, the ten, or the seven or the eleven. So any 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 of those four up front spots. Because with Ab, with Abdu out, you know, we really don't have. You know, I'm I'm thinking about Cam's backup. Yeah. Right. We, I mean, obviously Antoine and Brian are sort of our. Fill-ins, I mean, right? We can but play they're without not, a they're real not your classic. Forward. They're not your classic center forwards no. like Cam, right? Or Abdu can um, fill that role, yeah. So it's a little concerning, and it. Um, well, racing. You got to you got to look back too, at so. that long preseason now and think about. Gosh, well, you hope they, they, they've been playing so long now, yeah. and a longer preseason may have had a detrimental effect just in terms of team fitness. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it was, it's an unprecedented deal. You know, you do right. wonder if it's overuse or if it's just bad luck. But it seems like we get hit with bad luck an awful lot on the injury front. Well, and I hope, you know, it's, it seems like Antoine had something little. Hopefully it's just something little he yeah, needed to come off. But that hopefully, you know, he, he'll be back. Um, one thing I'd like to see, you know, we had a ton of crosses, guys, last game. A ton of corner kicks. Didn't do anything with them. Well, the obviously, Pat, the one, you yeah. know, we got oh bone to McMahon on the on the one, which looked great because we had you know Cam drawing defenders away this way, and the USL tactics tactics guy did a little breakdown yeah. in the corner, which looked great. But then, for the next fifteen corners, we basically had the same cross, and Van Oakel, I think his name is, yes. you know, the Birmingham keeper got, got wise, yeah, and came, and started coming out and claiming all those balls, grabbing them. Yeah. The dude, yeah. the dude's a beast. Yeah, he's huge. So I'd like to see a little bit more, especially if we're if we're taking ten to fifteen corners in the game. We need a little bit. Let's, let's do a short corner. Let's do a you know set up you know Nile for that shot. Remember yeah, he scored two yeah, goals yeah. in that one game. Wasn't it him that scored the Atlanta, two against I think. Indy? Or was Indy? Yeah, that's right. On those um, and those were Danny Danny's specialty. You're right. Yeah. Draw those up on the playground and so I'd like to see a little more creativity on. The set piece. Well, it doesn't game. help again that your main set piece taker is. I was not about playing. to ask, it, was Oscar that is because Oscar's game, right. and that's his. That's what well, he does. And you know, Paolo's not bad at delivering set, you know, set balls. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, but that's something that you miss when Oscar's on. Oscar's on, you know, on crushes. It and then that finishing touch will come. You know, so. Yeah, it's just like one of the, like what have you been? I don't want to. Obviously, they've been working hard. I don't want to discredit anything they've been doing the off season, but. That's one of those things. Like you think you'd, we'd be, you had that much time and preparation. You're ready to do. Like you're ready for that. And maybe it is just competitive games, but that's they played a lot of you know friendlies and stuff. It wasn't like they were just playing each other all the time. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, like I said, we it may just be a blip. Uh, run of MLS teams there, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, and mean. we you know <laughs> got crushed and you know, but you learn stuff from that. You would hope, and then you come back and you you know anyway. I think we'll be okay. It's just like I said, not what you want. Uh, from a home game against a team that you that you're, is going to be vying for a playoff spot, yeah. Um, so you got to you know, like I said, points dropped. Not not we didn't lose all three. Um, and you know I'm sure we'll get a the home or an away victory. Hopefully we have two shots at it, so we'll see. Yeah, not easy to the, get. At the end of the day, we'll take it this early, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, so let's uh, talk about racing. Uh, first things first, we have a new player to talk about. Uh, Ebony Salmon. I'm going to go with Salmon. Salmon. I, uh, Salmon. <laughs> Sal- I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be embarrassed because Jonathan Lindner is a very writes, wrote a really good 
uh, press release for her that came out today. Today being what's today? Thursday. Thursday. Uh, which is really exciting, and I'm I'm excited to have her. She's going to wear number nine, and uh, Brad S is teased that a number ten will be coming along soon. Uh, my hope for a, the Kristen Press Tobin Heath nine ten combination is may, may or may not be dashed. Uh, but in any event, uh, you know, in addition to the striker core, excited to have her, uh, and she's got a good list of people to play with with Jorian Bauckham and and CC Kaiser, uh, who've done really well thus far. Uh, but anyway, uh, from Bristol City, back some goals in the FAWSL, which is no mean feat. You know, did played played a good is, is a good player, and we signed her to a two year deal, so that's pretty impressive, really. If you can sign a pretty decent goal scorer from that league here, which you know, relative. The, the, quality of leagues that the being best clubs in the world is. we're looking at. Yeah, I mean it's it's unbelievable to see. Impressed with Christy on this one for sure, and James and all those involved. I mean it's unbelievable to see our crest racing a little crest next to, you know, next to these clubs. Well, it's just like Bristol City isn't one that comes to mind for a lot of people. Well, but. <laughs> like I'm I'm Littner, t- I think Littner put it out because I guess there was some speculation about her early on. I didn't even know she was on the radar. Yeah, but it listed like the clubs that. We're in under contention, you know. Oh, yeah. and it's just unbelievable to see our. Yeah, she was sought after. That's true. You know, to see our name there. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting, though. Glad to have her. And then uh, we have. I don't think we've seen Gemma um, Bonner yet, have we? No. No. Okay. Well, we might on Saturday because we play. You'd think uh, she'd be in training by now. Yeah, um, I think she is. Yeah. But uh, there's all kinds of legalities, right? With coming COVID over and, and quarantine getting, and all that. Uh, yeah. I think we'll. I I think we'll be fine on that front. Uh, but uh, first game of the regular season coming this Friday. I'll finally get to go to a game. I'm looking forward to it. We play Kansas City. That's their name. Wait, it's, it's not Saturday, right? Did you say, you said, said Friday. Oh, you said I said Friday. Friday. I had to think about I that like, for a I second. I've got to check my calendar because I, <laughs> Wait, I am super tomorrow. excited about this, and I'm going. It I is, think it's uh, Saturday. I'm going, too. It's Saturday. <laughs> Saturday at 5, not 7.30 or 7. Family-friendly, baby. I love it. 5 p.m. Yeah, kickoff. I'm good. That means you can go out and drink afterwards. Um, so, but, yeah, uh, Kansas City coming to town, our first ever match against them. Uh, they did not have a great Challenge Cup, actually worse than ours, if you can imagine that. Well, ours is pretty good, but we still finished bottom of the group, I think. Uh, but, anyway, they uh, <laughs> scored in every game but still lost three and drew one. Um, they've got uh, a couple of pretty good players, but, no, you know, they're, they're basically the, the Utah Royals transplanted to Kansas City. Right, they just moved there. Yeah. Uh, but they brought their coaching staff. Hugh Williams is a really well-respected coach, so he's he's good, and their technical staff technical staff is good. Uh, just uh, you know, some a few names that you may or may not know if you follow women's soccer. And I'll, Nicole Barnhart is a goalkeeper, uh, obviously uh, well known there. Abby Smith is a keeper as well. She wears the number one for them. Kristen Edmonds, uh, Amy Rodriguez is probably the one that everybody knows most because she plays for the national team pretty regularly. Really good forward. Uh, Diana Matheson, Desiree Scott. Uh, the list goes on. Gabby Vincent, who I think we looked at from a draft perspective, um, but you know they'll be a solid team. But it's a, it's a this is a team that would is a good going to be a good one for us to open up the regular season against. An opportunity to get points. Uh, we've got a banged up roster, but they've had a few weeks off. Hopefully things are kind of improving on that front. I still don't expect to see Addison Merrick anytime soon, uh, but a few of the other folks that have knocks are hopefully on the mend there. Uh, just excited to you know go to Lynn, sit in my seat. Watch racing, have a really good time. Yeah, it's like this. It's our inaugural game, uh, inaugural game, you know. And it's just, it really is. I'm just super pumped about it. Like th- that, it, it's really real now. I know we've had the Challenge Cup game, and that was sort of a opening of the. But I feel like this is really. Yeah, this is like a soft. These open. games really count. Right, yeah. right. Portland Thorns won the Challenge Cup, by the way. Just to yeah, we didn't know that. Yeah, that was in a penalty, <laughs> penalty shootout, kicks, right? penalty PK yeah. shootout. Yeah. 
It went down what the sixth, seventh round, something like that. Something like that. I don't, did anybody score in regular time? I don't think they or, or extra time. Was it, was it one one or something? I don't remember. I want to say it was one one, but I okay. really don't remember. Didn't see it. Like I said, weddings, kids, soccer games, just life got in the way. It happens. Uh, but like I said, just excited to see the game. Excited to see what Christy does. Um, we've got a whole lot of ask barrel proof questions that deal with NWSL that I'm looking forward to talking to talking about here in a little bit, but. I mean, I know it's kind of a crappy preview of the game, but this is one of those deals where you still don't know much about either team. Kansas City is <laughs> – for those of you who don't know, they're like – so we had FC Kansas City for a while there, and they played the same place the Swope Park Rangers did, I think, uh, or maybe even a slightly less awesome facility. Uh, ended up folding up shop, and I don't know if they moved to Utah. And Utah Royals played either at where the um, – uh, Salt or Real Salt Lake play, or where uh, Real Monarchs play, which is a really nice stadium up there at Zion's Bank Field or whatever it is. That's a nice place. Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. Uh, but then uh, their owner uh, got in a lot of trouble for you know basically being a horrible person, <laughs> and they took the franchise away from him and sold it to these folks in Kansas City, which I'm glad about, excited about. Uh, they just kind of have like a placeholder brand brand situation right now. It's just KC Kansas City. That's it. It's a Decent looking crest, the circle of the KC and some stripes in it or something. It's nice. I like it. Uh, Kansas, Sporting Kansas City wouldn't let them play in their stadium, I don't think, which is a shitty thing Kinda to do because nothing else happens there. Uh, <laughs> so that that was no not very cool, although I think they might be negotiating for a few dates later on down the season. I don't know. Um, but in any event, you know, it, I think it's going to be a, it's a solid organization. You know, they may not have their feet under them just yet for whatever reason. Uh, but a good opportunity for racing to hopefully, you know, pounce early and get some points. Uh, so hopefully we can do that. Any other thoughts, guys? Yeah, I want to see a shutout. I mean, we haven't. Hell yeah, I don't do think we've had a shutout yet. So I'd really like to see a massive defensive effort to keep them out. Where was zero zero against Gotham? Where we won one. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. We were zero zero. That was scoreless away. at Gotham. That's, yeah. that's right. Um, so yeah, how about so, that? So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just going to be so cool. It's going to be so cool. All right, you guys want to do some mass barrel proof? We got a lot. Yes, let's do it. Let's get to it. We got a lot. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Okay, let's start with uh, the Louisville Ledgehogs, who, I'll, who uh, spoiler alert, will should be guests next week, I think. I saw one of them up there, and I should have just told, told him to come down here. Are we having all yeah, the that Ledgehogs? Sense. Or, he, said or, it, he said it could be one or, or up to three or four. So it could, <laughs> I said bring them all, and we'll just, you know. Yeah, got, bring them all. That's we'll right. rotate microphones. <laughs> a like, no, they'll just be the like way. the Temptations. I, I'm just on share the ledge. Everybody, well, I'll, I yeah, always pitch. Hog. I, I always pitch, like, support <laughs> the supporter groups. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just do it so that they can make the atmosphere the best possible, and your membership really goes a long way. It's $5. Yeah. It's five dollar membership. You know Do so I get one of those sweet ledge seats? You don't no, those are those ledge. are very expensive. Someone quoted me a price for those the other day and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, well I would do it, but my wife definitely was not on board. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's start with them. Uh, so they have just topics they want us to ruminate on. The first one is promotion and relegation in the in League One for the championship in League Two in the USL. Support. Sure, let's do it. It's not. I don't think it's necessarily happening anytime soon. League One needs a lot more teams in it, and they're, you know, that's the long-term strategic plan. Right. I understand the reticence or whatever, and you know, with fran- you know, there's franchise fees and you pay to play where you play, and I understand that there's certain hangups for that. But at least publicly, they're being upfront about the fact that this may or may not be a possibility, and it's something that the league definitely wants. If it works worldwide, it can work here. I mean, 
We could, <laughs> right. it's not, not with MLS, but it'll definitely work everywhere else. We'll see how it goes. Uh, league two, I'm a little bit more ambivalent on. There's a gazillion League two teams, uh, and could they swing that? Because most of them are off in college, like places where kids play uh, summer ball when they're not playing in college, and their season is very short. And could that actually ever work? I don't. It could. I don't know. Just that's a. I'm a little bit less inclined to believe that's a possibility. But League one and League two, League one and Championship are definitely more about more on the but, radar. But I mean, that's kind of the point of promotion relegation is anybody has the chance to get promoted to i mean if it's a, yeah but do you have to change your entire structure like your everything everything about your team from semi-pro slash amateur which is league two which you know I've got, i'm not against it i'm all for it it's just all of a sudden you have to dedicate have a di- your totally entire different business life. model yeah that's true and that you know some folks might I, be up for that some folks might and you know i guess that you would be refuse a, the call that would be a really hard transition i guess you're right it would uh, but awesome, I guess. Yeah, I mean, no, if you get I, to be like part said, of it. I'm not against it. I just think it's a little bit more a bigger of a lift with this setup we have right now. That's a good point. But like I said, the professional, the two professional leagues, yeah, I'm here for that. Let's do it. Uh, any changes in between a cruise game plan versus hack? And I said I can't speak to that because I haven't seen it, but we, we kind of discussed that a little bit. It's I, well, it looks we, like we had a little bit a of A little bit, we, but I didn't see a huge change in tactics, yeah. I wouldn't say. I, I thought there was some personnel uh, maneuvers, but – we played Louisville City football right. with with Coach Cruz, just like we did with Coach Hackworth, just like, just we, did like we did with Coach Connor. Yeah, and that's kind of I mean, it's never expect. changed. Uh, and that's that's definitely what I expected. So I, they were there. I, I suppose they're like um, small nuances you could probably pick up on, but I didn't see the game, so I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> but ne- I'll catch you. I'll catch you next. Catch all up next week. Uh, well, two weeks from now, when I actually see them play uh, San Diego. Uh, best spot to catch a Louisville City away game this season. Mine is my couch, personally. But. Ooh, I've been we're, we've been on. I've been debating this with my group, and then also, the this may have prompted his question because uh, Todd Lanham, the leader of the Ledge Hogs, I was checking with him on it too because we want to get a big group to go um, somewhere, and the uh, one that I had picked out was July 10th in Tulsa. Which I think would be awesome. I, about I, I was going to say yeah. any away stadium that'll allow you in about to away watch days, the game. Right? No, yeah. I thought he meant like no, he's place talking here about in town. going to a bar or something. But I agree with Ty. Oh, I thought you were talking about away trip. I'm sorry, I'm talking about away days. <laughs> we're going somewhere. Oh, well, sure. I, I agree with Ty. That's the best watch, way to watch. Where to watch the away games? Indy. I mean, those are, those are all the ones that I would care to watch. The rest of them I don't really get. Well, Birmingham and Memphis are the other good options. Yeah, Memphis. Forget Memphis. Memphis would be awesome. Which we've done Birmingham, which is great. So anyway, sorry to didn't answer the question. No, you're good. Ten uh, twenty obviously is a good choice. You're right. Um, I want to get the Raven to, to do it. I haven't been up there since they've rebranded from Molly's, but uh, I mean, everybody likes that location. Yeah, Raven's great. Yeah, yeah they're a good, great soccer bar. Always have the games on. Yeah, I, th- I guess Arsenal's still going up there for game days. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't anyway. Well, people love the uh, um, so, the Melwood Tavern. Is all a, the good ones. You know, Melwood uh-huh. Tavern seems to be a popular spot. Yep. Um, there's one I'm thinking of that I can't think of the name. So that that was a mute point, but moot point. Yeah, those are those are places I would go. Let's put it that way. Plenty of places. Uh, all right, next one is from our good friend Phil Sapienza, who says, "To my untrained eye, it seemed that racing had missed a lot of timed, mistimed or poor passes. Am I off, or is it something that develops as they get to know each other, preferences over time?" I Means a yes and no question. Uh, yes. Yeah, there. We don't have a midfield. We just we really don't. So it's like hard to generate much possession or, or or pressure offensively with the ball when you don't really have a midfield. We play a lot of counterattack, ball up the wings type soccer and try and catch teams out and defend a lot of the time. I mean, it's not that we can't possess the ball, but we just – and I love Lauren Millay, and I think Savannah McCaskill is doing a great job. We talked about this a little bit yeah. last week. Uh, but, you know, we just don't we, 
don't have not we don't have a midfield design to keep the ball right now, and that's kind of my my two cents on that. Um, will it get better over time? Yeah, it probably should. I mean, of course it will. It's just one of those things. Ty- like these relationships and understanding and all that stuff takes time. I feel like brand new probably should yeah, was I a think positive it'll take some and time negative. To develop our time. identity, yeah. you know, in, in the way that best suits us and our personnel and how we want to play. Yeah. Uh, Phil asked another question, which is, did anyone else notice that Hopano was imploring, not exploring, everyone <laughs> to pass to Jogo before being subbed? Uh, I didn't see that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if Jogo was having a really good game, Antoine's not a, not an idiot. He's like, get this kid the ball. So, right. uh, you know, if that's something Phil knows. I noticed he w- they were leaving him wide, wide left a, a good bit. Yeah. And we the thing is, is we started to get it to him. We really did. That's why he. That's why he had such a great game mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. Is we did start getting it to him. I, I remember Tosh, of course, the best center back in the league, in my, for my money. I mean, he puts it on a dime, that seventy yard, money. seventy yards from the back. Yeah. To Jogo, you know, from the back right. Yeah. To Jogo up in the corner, you know, which is just an unbelievable. So we started to get him, get it to him. Cool. Well, then look. I kind of agree with the question though because it took. A, good, a few minutes for us t- to see well, that. Well, no one could stop the kid, and that's right. that's a that's a nice weapon to have. Now we right. need to figure that is figure out how to use it, right? Right. So we'll get there. Uh, Matt Owens at Loose City Sting asks if anyone has ordered their 2020 Cooper's kit. Uh, oh, the sale for those ends oops. May 15th. Sorry, Matt. So uh, we were May, supposed May to mention 15th. that two weeks ago. I think. To get it. They, they've only sold they've not sold as many as they probably would have liked. So they're pretty sweet looking. Check them out if you haven't already. I'll take the blame for that. Yeah. Patrick's, Patrick's they are pretty fault. sweet. Yeah, we were supposed to mention that like two weeks ago, and uh, I forget to forgot to mention I that too. So. Sorry, Matt, but yeah, get your, get your 2021 Cooper's kit if you're interested in that. Check out Matt's uh, Twitter page at Lou City Sting if you want to know what they look like. I'm pretty sure Cooper's published it on there. I too, think right? so. Yeah, appreciate sure uh, it. The and then speaking of Cooper's, uh, our good friend Ben Newman says to tell people to keep an eye on the Angel Share page because there is a new charitable effort uh, posted. Uh, well, it was posted last night and today. Uh, auction off a really cool kind of gift box of things. Uh, benefits go to Warrior Battalion, which helps uh, military families in need. I don't know much else about them, but that's a I've Benton. I'm sure vets these things, and those are folks uh, that always could use our help, especially when they got uh, you know family overseas serving our country and things like that. Uh, let's see here. What is the next question that we have? We had a really good. Ser- oh, one is why are you always yelling at us? Because that's just the way I talk. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> And then Bill Payne asked uh, my favorite set of questions thus far, which is, it's, it's at Naked Tourist underscore. Great Twitter name. I like that. <laughs> uh, he asked a couple of NWSL-related questions. How long does Katarina Macario have to stay in Europe before we think it's okay to be loaned or signed to NWSL? One year, two years or more. Here's the thing about Katarina. She is playing and playing a lot for the best team in the world right now. I am not sure why she would want to leave. Uh, she scored, I think, five goals since starting there a few months ago. Uh, play starts a lot, plays a lot. Is going to be playing Champions League soccer with them. You know, the relative depth of the French league is not what it, the NWSL is. There's no question about that. But the top end of it is very good. Uh, and she's playing and learning from the best players in the world right now. Do we ever get a shot at her? I don't know. I mean, it'd be great if we did, but I. We didn't draft her. We didn't take her rights in the draft, which is probably a wise decision because she may never come back to the United States. Uh, I know that the women's national team is really interested in having the players come back, at least for this summer, and generally regularly playing in NWSL. Uh, But, you know, I don't think she has to do that. She's already 
proving herself. She's well on her way to becoming an absolute superstar. So that's kind of my response to that. Anybody else got any thoughts? No? I, yes, okay. I agree. Thank you for agreeing with me. I like that. I like people agreeing with me. Uh, Stop this yelling next question us. is one that I actually had to look up the answer for, which is something I rarely do, research for this show. Uh, can Heath or Press re-sign at Arsenal or Man United, or they both play for Man United, uh, and then be loaned uh, to an NWSL team other than racing? Here's the only ways that you can get on an NWSL roster. And I looked it up on the rules. Uh, the only mechanisms to make an NWSL roster are these. Uh, you can... Hold on, I just I lost it. Oh, jeez. Shoot. Oh, here we go. Uh, a team may add a player to its roster through one of the following mechanisms, and there are nine. The distribution process, the NWSL draft, trade, discovery, waiver wire, national team replacement player, short-term injury replacement, season-ending injury replacement, or goalkeeper replacement. Loan is not mentioned anywhere in the roster rules. Uh, we own their rights. If they want to come play in the, in the NWSL, they either have to play for us or find someone that is willing to pay enough money for us to sell their rights to that team. Sure, that can happen. I mean, why? Well, yeah, that's the whole reason we got <laughs> their rights the is point. because they're worth they're worth a lot of money to us apparently. So, I, I may be missing something, but I don't think that Man U can loan them to anyone other than us. Long story short, we own their NWSL rights, right? And and that's kind of the long and the short of it. Um, so they'd be loaning us our own player. Yeah, a player that we, well that we don't own. Well, fair. Uh, but the right their team. right, the, the league ha- rights are assigned to us, and because it's still a centralized league structure, the, that's kind of the way that they have to get into an NWS, NWSL roster is through that distribution process or whatever. Like I said, I'm sure if someone offered the right amount of money, and or an international spot or whatever it happens to be, we'd be willing to talk talk business or whatever. But they're the two of the most talented players in the world, not named Marta. And that would take an awful lot. So, or Davinia. Yeah, My that's God. another one. She's awesome. Yeah, unlucky that uh, she's not on our team. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. So that's mm. kind of that's my answer to that question. That, that's all the ass barrel proof stuff. But I, I thought it was a really good question. And so, Bill, I'm glad you asked it. And I, I, I guess I'm glad I, that I know what the answer is. I don't know. I'm not sure that you really answered it. but <laughs> Well, the answer is no. They can't loan them anywhere else. There you go. Us. Specific answers. I uh, like it. And, yeah. But will that will they do they even want to do that? I don't know. I know, like I said, Heath is back in the states. Um, Look, there's all these permutations or whatever. Like they they don't want to play for us right now. That's fine. Yeah. We got the girls we got that are awesome. They, I mean, they look good to me. Yeah. We're on the precipice of a victory. Hopefully, I think I'm predict I'm yeah. predicting Saturday. Saturday, not Friday. Saturday. That's <laughs> why I say I think if victory we, get, Friday, if we can shut them out, if we can defensively. Get strong, like keep them out. I think we're going to score. I think this is our first win. Yeah, I, I I like to think that you're right. I think this is a good our best opportunity that we've had since this whole thing started. So I'm looking forward to it. I know Chrissy's really prepared. Uh, I know the team's prepared. Got it. Got to just got to figure out a way to to create consistent, good looking chances. Right. And you know, counterattacking is fun, but it's also a, a chance game. And I think you want to at some point build into his system that you have a little bit more control over how those chances are created uh, rather than let's hope they screw up um which you know that's a lot of soccer don't get me wrong but you know yeah i think and we we've got we've got the personnel currently that that's sort of my point is like we we talk about rights to players and whoever like 
We've got a good group of players. I think the, the players we got are great, and we're only making it better, you know, with these additional signings from, yeah, from Europe, yeah. which is unbelie- like right. unbelievable to me that we have these players coming to Louisville. And I think Ekic is on the verge of scoring. I mean, she's she's gotten in behind. She's done the things that set her apart. Just needs a little bit We've more consistency them. from right. her. Yeah. And I think if we got – one thing I could see us improve upon is our aerial game. Yeah, we don't have much of one. In the box. Yeah. In the box, we've got to get our head on the ball. We don't have a lot of we, top we've players, we've had some though. crosses. We've had crosses, and we just aren't connecting. Um, so if I, if I had Height one suggestion, you know, yeah. one area of improvement, that would be one of them. Height helps with those, but uh, positioning and placement matter Timing, more. Oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Uh, and that just takes uh, – you don't see a whole lot of set-piece goals in the women's game. I don't feel like I could be – you know, I, I look forward to be corrected on that if I'm wrong. Um, but that's kind of been, been my general take. Even in watching Women's World Cup, you don't see a whole lot of goals, goals scored off of corner kicks or anything like that. But that, yeah, I, like I said, I may be overgeneralizing, and I probably am, so I don't mean to make a, you know, a supposition where where the facts don't support it. Um, but that's been my observation. But you know, this opportunity still exists. I mean, but so that's the way Who you. Cares about that's the way you create I mean, it. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, dude? screw that. You know, it's twenty 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 one. We truth in this world now. I mean, yeah. truth is what you believe. It's a, it is. It's so. not objective truth. Uh, but, like I said, positioning, timing, and uh, <laughs> ball placement are, are the big things there. Not So, you know, there's opportunities to be taken advantage of there. They should, you know, pick Danny Cruz's brain every so often. You can set him up set play every time. Every I'm now sure now. he'd be willing to help. I think he probably would. All right, guys, I think that's all I got. Patrick, you got anything else? <laughs> no. You sure? Uh, okay. No. Ty, what about you, man? I don't think so. Anything to plug? I don't have anything Well, you covered the one thing that I keep forgetting to plug. Which is what, oh, the, the jersey. Well, I guess Matt covered it. Yeah, Matt covered it. Thank Thanks, you, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys Join next your week. Join supporter groups. Yeah, run with us. Vamos Morados, all that Morados. good stuff. Catch you all next week. Adios. Adios.